Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles In the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to episode 93 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan I am Ethan, you can find me on all social media platforms at Vivla Ethan My name's Soda, you can find me on X at Soda underscore Hunter Man, 93 what you think? Uh, Dave Blaney. Ooh, okay. Yeah, early two thousands. Uh, he was one of the first. Well, he was one of the first. Wasn't that Bill Davis team? I think it was a Bill yes. Davis team. Yeah. So, yeah, he was one of the first Dodge guys to come in. I remember him almost winning a race at Atlanta, and his wheel fall, fell off at the end. Kind of like coming out of pits, his wheel fell off, and he didn't yeah. win. <laughs> But yep, Dave Blaney, number three Amico. Dave number ninety. All right. Yeah. What about yeah, you? Uh, I think of Travis Quaffle. I forgot his last name for a second. Travis Quaffle in the ninety-three Burger King. Was that Toyota? It, it was the COT era, wasn't it? Yeah. It doesn't matter what it was. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> All those cars were ugly, and they didn't look anything like they were supposed to. That's very, very true. That was that was a really hard time for NASCAR fans to try to live through. Um, but just part of it, you know, just part of it. Like they made it better. You know, they didn't make it so weird looking on the front end of it, and they took the wing off of it, so they made it better. But the first part of that, yeah, that was rough. Yeah, like the two thousand. What was it? Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Good. Yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, the first the first year or two with it before they yeah. decided they're gonna go back to the uh before they realized without a doubt that that wing when it got backwards it lifted cars up off the ground. Completely did the opposite of what the roof flaps were supposed to do. So yeah, you know, until that, you know, they finally took the spoiler uh, took the wing off and put the spoiler back on it, and they didn't have that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, starting off the show, we have an omission. From last week. Okay. So you remember how we were talking about how Eric Jones won at Brist, uh, Darlington last week? It was actually he won Darlington in 2022. Okay. Not last season. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like when, when we were talking about it, I was like, that doesn't sound right. But then I was like, well, my memory is not the the greatest. So I was like, I don't, I don't remember if that was last year or not, but turns out it was 2022. So Legacy uh, Motor Legacy. Club, they they still don't have a win. They still don't have a win. 
All right. Well, that'll change this year. Something tells me they'll they'll back into one somewhere down the way. You know, I just I feel yeah. it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, it absolutely could happen, especially with Toyota being super hyper focused on all all of the Toyota teams. I mean, it could definitely happen for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll sit on the front row at Daytona. <laughs> I hope they do. That's awesome. Like that would be that would be insane for them to to you know accomplish something like that but um man you know it was kind of uh it was last week where there was a series of tweets that were po- uh, posted on x that kind of caught both of our attention uh do you want to you want to kind of dissect some of these sure let's go so the first one says nascar gets rid of non-competitive pit stops for the truck series all 23 races will have live pit stops this year um, this one caught me off guard because I did not r- realize they didn't have non-competitive <laughs> pit stops. Um, I'm 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 struggling to think of what track they didn't have competitive pit stops at. I obviously the dirt tracks they didn't. Right, but they're not running dirt this year, are they? Are they I running dirt? I don't believe so. If there's one series that is, it would be the trucks, but I haven't seen a truck schedule to know if they're running Knoxville or Eldora or anything like that. I have no idea. Yeah. Because they've done both. They've done that and Bristol before. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't think so, but I, check with me next week and I'll I'll have an answer well, for you. If they took away all non-competitive pit stops, I feel like they're not running dirt this year. Well, that's true, yeah. And yeah. they said all 23 races, so it doesn't sound like there's a dirt race. But that's, I don't know, like I, that one caught me off guard so hard because I was like, I try really hard to watch the truck race and the Xfinity and stuff like that, but I, I just don't remember, I don't remember that ever being a thing. So I was like, okay, cool, good deal. I, well, you know, back when it first started, the truck series first started. They didn't have live pit stops. Right. They had a halftime. You know, at halfway, they would throw the red flag. Everybody would come in. 10-minute halftime, basically. Yeah. Change all the stuff they want to on the truck and, you know, change tires, add fuel, all that. And they go back out there for the last half of the race and go racing. They did not have live pit stops. It's like... I don't know if it was something about not finding crew members or maybe wanting to keep it kind of, you know, budget friendly instead of having all these super athletes on their pit crews, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I guess that, that played into it. They just didn't want it to become like a, a expanding your cup series. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. That was a great segue because you're talking mm-hmm. about like, big pit crew athletes and stuff. What about our next topic? Um, Xfinity and truck series moves to a nine gallon dump can for fuel. And I'm going to read it just like the tweet said, um, <laughs> holds two gallons less than current can. Why you might be asking, well, teams wanted to have an option for a smaller, older, weaker person being able to be the gas man slash woman instead of spending money on a big pit crew athlete. (laughs) 
we want to pay the gas person less money because all they do is sit there and hold a can. Right. You know, it's only like fuel only weighs like eight pounds. Right. A gallon. So you're only saving like 16 pounds. I mean, I guess that's a chunk. If you lift a 16 pound bowling ball, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty heavy bowling ball. You know, try to throwing it down the alley 20 times and try lifting that gas can, you know, five, six times a race, however much it is. So, I mean, I get it, I guess, but uh, I mean, it's, it sounds like they just want to be cheap. Right. (laughs) But I don't know. (laughs) I just, I thought that the wording of that post was a little off to me, but I mean, whatever. Like, I mean, it doesn't really, but we haven't seen a dump can for a while. Well, yeah, they're they're just talking about the the big, not the catch can. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, they're just talking about the actual fuel can that they stick in the side of the car. Oh, okay, that's okay. the dump can. I was gonna say we had a perfect position for anybody that's uh, weaker, smaller, uh, female, or older that they're talking about here, and that was the catch can person. Yeah. All they had to do was run up behind the car and put that little can into the hole on the rear end of the car to catch all the fuel that would come flying out of it. Yeah. And they got rid of that. So <laughs> Yeah, I guess I I guess I just misread it because that's exactly why I thought they were bringing that mm-hmm. catch can. And I'm like, really? Like we haven't seen that in quite a while. So I, that's so that makes a lot more sense then. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, what's next? All right. Xfinity Series will reduce the the amount of backup cars teams are allowed to bring to the track. So, for example, a one-to-two car team can have one backup car fully prepared. A three-plus team, uh, a three-plus car team, so like a Joe Gibbs or, you know, someone like that, can have two backup cars, but only one can be fully prepared. And then it said, note, Backup cars are not allowed to be wrapped to save money. Um, that's that's a weird rule, right. and I feel like, uh, well, nowadays they don't even practice at Daytona and Talladega, do they? No, like Xfinity doesn't either, do they? So, yeah, I was gonna say like you're one good practice crash away from having a real disaster on your hands. When only one of your cars will be able to make it of your three or four car team. Right. You know, but that isn't going to happen because they don't practice anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I guess I get it. Like it's a cost thing. That's all it is. Like half of the stuff is just to save money. Right. Like, I don't wonder, I guess I don't understand for the teams that have three plus cars, you know, taking them to the track and stuff. I guess it doesn't make sense to me why NASCAR doesn't want one to be fully ready. Like, I mean, that that's not really a NASCAR thing. That's more of a, if the team wants to spend the extra money of doing that. But I also heard uh, with that tweet that it was the, the teams that asked for it to be like that. Like the teams doesn't want to go through the struggle and the money to wrap these cars or to get them fully prepared if they're just going to sit on the trailer. So I guess like that's a team thing, not a NASCAR thing. So like mm-hmm. do your, th- I get do your thing. I guess it just doesn't really make much sense to me. Um, one good disastrous weekend away from, uh, people buying rides from other people. Exactly. 
<laughs> buying backup cars. Take that Ford and wrap it in a Chevy. We got to go. We got to race. Yeah, I guess. Um, so here's something new for 2024. NASCAR will allow cup teams to have their pit box lit up with sponsor signage or rotating video boards. I feel like this is a direct result from Trackhouse Racing's holler. Yeah. And they're set up in the pits, how they have video boards. They're like the first people to have video boards of their like promotional material out there of their drivers by their haulers. Yeah. I I feel like this is a direct result from that. Like Trackhouse says, I want to bring this stuff to the pit. Can we bring all this stuff to the pit? Think of it. Neon lights. <laughs> big big billboards with, with images rotating and video and, and a big spinning sign on top to let everybody know we're here. And NASA's like, okay, but we're going to have to put it in writing where everybody can do it. It's like, that's fine. Whatever. So if you were a cup driver and you got to choose what your pit road sign was, what would it be? Uh, like what? The, the sign to bring me into the pits? Yeah. I just, my my number i'm i'm easy i don't have to have nothing special yeah. i don't have to have a dang uh smiley face like kevin harvick did you know <laughs> yeah. i don't have to have stuff like that just or who had a tomahawk wasn't it uh jeff gordon had a tomahawk oh i don't know it could have yeah i sure. think it was because rainbow warriors mm. i think i think he had a tomahawk but yeah i don't have to have nothing like that just give me my number with my font i'll, I'll find a 53 see and yeah, i but if I'm Chastain, I do want a giant bush can tilted at an angle and spinning on top of the pit box. Oof. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> like I'm I'm pretty much the same way you are. Like just give me a, like my number with the same font and like maybe some like blue lights around it or something that I can kind of see. But then again, if everyone has some sort of light up it's going to be a little bit challenging trying to trying to figure out where it is or better yet, like a, a sign that says, this is your pit with an arrow down. <laughs> Maybe like spell it out to me. So I, I know where I'm going, but well, if everybody has a light up pit sign, I want a light up pit sign that moves like the lights rotate around. Yeah. So I can know which like, okay, no, no, no. Oh, there's the moving lights. That one's mine. Mm-hmm. Or I haven't I haven't seen moving lights on a pit sign yet. Okay, so hear me out. You have to be different, right? I want the dang WrestleMania sign. <laughs> good good luck with the copyrights. Yeah, I want I want someone to be hulking that thing up, waving it, you know, weaving it so I can see it and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how about? Did you hear that NASCAR has paved over portions of the uh, Daytona backstretch where? Like the grass area where Ryan Priest wrecked? I did see that. Um, I don't think that would have kept anything from happening. But yeah, I, I kind of hate that they're getting rid of all the grass around these tracks. You know, like they did that with Talladega a long time ago. And, you know, yeah, sure, you don't have people like possibly flipping upside down. But now you have people flying to the infield wall at 190 miles an hour without stopping. Yeah. Because there's nothing there to stop them except the wall. You know, they can't dig into the grass and maybe roll. If they roll, that dissipates energy. But if they don't have anything to stop them, a head first contact into a wall at full speed is not a 
not any better. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I was good like uh, I was about to ask you is okay so would you rather if you got tagged from behind and you're drafting at 202 miles an hour down Daytona back straight away and you you're either going to get airborne and flip on grass or you're going to go head first like Kyle Busch in 2015 straight into a, a safer barrier on the back straightaway which one would you choose like that's kind I of don't. Yeah, I don't ever want to go head first into a uh, into a guard or a barrier or any kind. Right. Not especially as fast as some of these guys go down there. Now, if you're Bobby Labonte, somehow you can you can twist and turn and get the the tires rotating and you can avoid it somehow um, in that '71 Tax Slayer Chevy from a couple of years ago. But I don't know. Like they're not even done with it yet, and it went on to say um, there there's still like significant grass removal or paving plan for after the Daytona 500. So it's like, okay, well, what's your, what's your, uh, it makes the tracks look bad. It really does make the tracks look bad. What's your take on turf? Well, I mean, it, it isn't any better. That's true. Yeah. You know, it, it's plastic. They just, they slide right over that. You got to have that natural, you know, you, you got to have the dirt there yeah. to naturally slow these guys down and yeah sure when when it's maybe a little slick or wet you know they'll go sliding off through that and they'll get stuck or whatever but i i don't know i feel like it's better than just having basically more racetrack all the way to the bottom into the wall yeah you know i miss it when these guys would come would, would, would go down there and hit that dirt bank on the back straight at daytona mm. and possibly roll over it and land in the lake Oh my gosh. <laughs> You've seen that, haven't you? No. You've never seen crashes into Lake Lloyd? No. Go look it up, dude. Seriously, go go to YouTube, look up um there's a few of them. It's I think it's actually named after the first person that crashed in it. Um I don't don't ask me his name. I don't Lloyd. Other than that, I don't know. But yeah, um that used to be a thing. It would happen once in a while. I don't think it's happened since the early 90s. Because they, they put a wall there instead of just that dirt bank. Um, Davey almost did it one year. I want to say that was 90 or 91. He almost did it. He hit that dirt bank and he rolled his car, but he didn't roll over the bank. But, oh, yeah, it especially happened in Arca a good bit. Oh, man. Yeah, I didn't. I never even realized that. That's awesome. That's. I mean, it's not awesome, yeah. but I yeah, mean, it is. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Good. Nobody Lord. ever drowned or anything. They would. I mean, the lake. The lake where they land isn't like. I think it comes up halfway up the door. Mm. You know, they just land in it. It's like, huh? <laughs> I'm wet. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's the sound bite right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the. You know, of the it, it ain't as. It ain't as bad though as um Jeff O'Don one year, I early eighties, he spun off a turn four at Daytona and went through the grass. Well, they didn't have any walls around the infield back then. They just were like, uh, you know, it's just uh the honor system that these idiot fans are not gonna run out there on the racetrack because back then people weren't idiots pretty much like they are now. Now people would run out on the racetrack. But back then, you didn't have that happen that much. You had an idiot steal the pace car, but that was about as far as it went. And 
people was like, if I run on the racetrack, I'm going to die. I'm going to stay here. So people stayed there with their cars and everything. And Jeopardine decided he was going to spin off a of turn four. And he obviously had no control. Yeah. B-lined it right to the infield. Ran up a hill, ran in there where all the fans were. Fans were scurrying everywhere. I don't know if he hit any cars or not. I don't think he did. But that was a heck of a moment. <laughs> that was yeah. the early 80s Daytona 500. I don't know exactly what year that was. But yeah, I want to say it was 83, but I could be wrong. Yeah, that's that. I'm going to have to look that up because that's fantastic. <laughs> but uh, all right, what's next? So this is the last of the tweets, but it's kind of the meat and potatoes. I don't know why I keep on going back to that term uh, terminology, but uh, this is the one that I feel like we could probably go a little bit more in depth with. Uh, NASCAR will do a demo run of its electric vehicle, which is just a compact utility vehicle during the clash race day next uh, this coming weekend. Uh, not planning a race or uh, not, we're not starting a series at this time. Uh, and it's not like a particular make, just a generic NASCAR body. And the e, mm-hmm. uh, the EV has lights. And the driver of this test run, the demo run, is going to be David Reagan. This is all Drew's fault. It's, you know what? It is. It's all, it is. It's all Drew's fault. Drew Vinsel. Way to go. Yep. Thanks. Butthole. He 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 willed this into existence, and there it is. Um, but I do like that they're kind of they they laid that out. It says we're not starting a new series, right? Yet, um, this will be its own thing. I'm fairly sure they're not going to bring all electric in the Cup Series. Now, what they might end up doing is bringing a um, oh, what's the term for it? The uh oh shoot, I forget the term for it. My my brain's not working at the moment. Long day. The term where you uh you combine the two technologies between electric and uh I it's not I don't I want to say hybrid is the right word. I think there's a different word I'm thinking of, but there's a type of um is is it hydrogen? infused engines that they're trying they're thinking about doing i'm not sure what what exactly is they're looking at but there's a specific technology that they're looking at that they will bring into the cup because they say it actually brings a natural um familiar race car sound with it too Mm -hmm. you know and they want to go that direction with the cup series one day and that's fine you know that that's fine. Just if you, as long as you keep some kind of root in basic combustible engines, you know, I think we'll all be okay. I don't think we'll care that you add some technology to it. I don't want to see it like Formula One, where you have a push to pass button. You know, anything like that. I don't want to see nothing like that or a steering wheel that costs you know two hundred thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Have you ever seen a Formula One steering wheel? No. Well, yeah, I've seen them. I just, I've never seen one like obviously live yeah. in a person. Uh, yeah, that's insane. There's, they have way too much control over everything that car does. I mean, every little thing they can, there's no telling what all they can do on that steering wheel. I don't, I don't yeah. even want to know what all they can do on the steering wheel. I just want a round wheel where I can physically control the car 
by my movements, not right. by pushing buttons like a video game. Right. Like you know, I, I bet I bet that's where it's gonna end up going though, is driverless uh, uh racing. I hope not. What's the point in that? Like that's I, I think it's being tested. Oh god. I'm uh, <laughs> nah, you know I I'm not okay with the electric vehicle thing, but like I'm willing to give it a chance, like whatever. But if we're going driverless, <laughs> oh, that's gonna be I, I don't know. I think that might be a, a final nail in the coffin for my fandom, I guess. I don't but know. Thank your heroes will never have to risk their lives again. Well, that's amazing, and I'm really happy about that. But like, <laughs> dang, dude, what are they gonna do? Like, they're gonna start they're gonna stand up in the spotter stand, and they're gonna play with their little controllers and their joysticks, and they're gonna win the race. Holy moly! <laughs> then, in that case, you best believe you better sign me to a freaking contract because I'm a I'm a virtual NASCAR legend. Okay, like on a controller, you give me like a PlayStation controller, and baby, we're gonna win. We're going to win everything. <laughs> You'd, you'd have to almost set up simulators and let the guys actually sit in a simulator and race with a camera that's on the car, right? You'd have to do that. Like, they're an avatar. Like, the yeah. car is their avatar out there, you know? It would yeah. have to be something like that. You can't just be sitting up there with a joystick. Jeez Louise. Like, I... they would have to physically wheel the car in, and the, the crew would have to come in, and they or the crew would actually change the tires and everything. It's just, there's not a driver in the car. The driver's like out in this special room designated for drivers. And he's racing on the sim rig. Like and all the idiots and the fans are sitting there watching. Like uh, that's what I was about to say. So like, when you say that, when you talk about that, the way I, I picture it is, you know, we have Kyle Busch, um, his race car, his full size race car, like we see now, is out on the racetrack at Daytona, whatever. And Kyle Busch is safely in like a war room where mm -hmm. he has like VR headset. So he's like, yeah. and there's like a camera where, you know, I don't know, it could be like a camera on the hood or something. But they all got to be there though. They all got to be in the same room, like beside each other. Oh, gosh. Man, you know how many fights would happen? I would love that. But like you put it on the like the VR goggles and you can kind of see and like the way you if you move your head, it kind of it automatically um it like automatically oh, I, I have VR, I, I get it. Yeah, like it like if you move your head uh, like tilt it one way or another, that's the way that the camera will will move. Yeah, uh and like yeah. you know, you have like the whole setup, like the eye racing setup, like something like that. Oh, god maybe but like i'm not a fan of it like the <laughs> it it would, it would have to be so if, if they ever went that route it'd have to be like a special one-off thing yeah that they did there's no way they can run a series like that like yeah legit i don't think the drivers would want to do that either i think there would be a strong contingent of drivers out there like, hey i'm leaving I'm, we're gonna form our own thing where we just race cars yeah <laughs> we're not doing this <laughs> yeah if we I, wanted to sim race we'd sim race this isn't what we're doing <laughs> yeah and speaking of like real race car drivers that just you know i don't know where i'm trying to how i'm trying to segue this but you know when i think of nascar you know what i the first thing i think of is people drivers parking their cars right at the start finish line that's what i think and you know what josh williams has made himself famous on, by doing that so much so that he will drive the number 16 colleague racing 
this weekend at the Clash. You know, if he was in a virtual car, he could have just parked it and took his goggles off and went back to his motorhome and I have to walk across the grass. Or because he, he had to park it because <laughs> of damage. All he had to do was just push the reset button and all that damage was fine. Well, the real car would have damage. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but what's the point of worrying about the damage if there's no driver safety to worry about? Yeah, that's true. He might have never had to park to begin with. Yeah, that's very true. <clears throat> I mean, that's that's the whole key to it, isn't it? Driver safety. If there's no drivers, don't worry about safety. Let's just run them 300 miles an hour. Let's go. God, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. My goodness. Oh, good Lord. Could you imagine, like, you're driving a race car at 300 miles an hour? Good God, boy. Ooh, I don't the know. The only people I know that do that go in a straight line. Yeah, that's that's for, for four sure. seconds. <laughs> could you? Oh, my gosh. So I've never been a straight liner ever, but, like, Mm-mm. Could you imagine going from zero miles an hour to like 300 in a matter of four, maybe five seconds? Unreal. Yeah, it's it's less than four seconds, I believe. Oh, if you go to 300. Yeah, I think the top the top speed is around 320 or so, isn't it? Jeez, I I have no idea. That's a that's a Ryan Bollinger question. But my Mm -hmm. goodness. God, I don't, I don't know. I know a, a top fuel dragster probably did it. Uh, that's the big rail cars. Yeah. Anybody out there doesn't know what top fuel is. Um, I'm sure that one of those probably did it, but yeah, I no, I have no point of reference to think what anything like that would feel like. The most I think I've ever done is like zero to 60 in like three seconds. Oof. That's about as fast as I've like, gotten up that fast yeah and honestly that was probably on a roller coaster yeah exactly so yeah i i have no point of reference even like when i did the 172 at talladega that took a whole lap to get up to speed you know it was zero to 172 in about 58 seconds wow you know so it wasn't a very because those engines they, they don't speed up like that right you know, they, they're designed not to speed up that way. They're not designed for uh, fast takeoff. They're designed for good top-end speed and to be able to hold that speed at a low RPM. So you're not you're not going to, you know, just take off like that. But anyway. Did, um, you, did you say that you, you were on a roller coaster that went 300 miles an hour? No, I said the... I said the most I probably ever have done is went zero to 60 in about three and a half seconds. Oh, <laughs> and it was probably on a roller coaster. Oh, okay. I see. I I thought I heard yeah. that wrong and I was like, what kind of roller coaster were you on? My goodness. Uh, there's two at Disney that go 60, 55, 60, 65, somewhere in there. Um, and I think they accelerate real fast like that. One's like rock and roller coaster and the other is test track. But they go, Test Track is actually fun. Uh, Rock and Roller Coaster is fun too, but I think you would like Test Track. Oh, yeah. It's it's like, um, and, and I say all this and they're going to change it up a little bit here pretty soon, but you're in this vehicle. First off, you go into this room and you design your own vehicle, right? You have this little computer in front of you. You can uh, move body parts and add things and, and create your own shape to it. And they mold it around what you shaped. You know, like what you drew on the screen around it, you can change engines, type, you know, power supplies, all this stuff. 
So virtually you have your car, right? You scan your magic band. It's, it's on your magic band. You scan your magic band going into, it was just a, I'm sorry. It's like a wristwatch thing. You scan that. It, it saves that car onto your personal wristwatch. You go to the ride, you scan it again. And now it, it knows that in this ride vehicle, your car is here. So it's going to see how your car did against everybody else's car in the ride vehicle which I think there's like nine people in the ride vehicle. And uh, you go through these, these testing things like acceleration, uh, uh, weather, um, deceleration, tight hairpin curves, all this kind of stuff. And then you have the speed test. And at the end of it, you, you fly into some doors and the doors open at the last second. All of a sudden you're outside. Oh, wow. And it, accelerates uh 65 miles an hour is the top speed it goes to but it it's electric so it's like an instant acceleration and you don't slow down at all and you hit two tight hairpin turns at a really really steep banking like bank more than daytona and Talladega. and wow. you're hitting that 65 miles an hour and it's a tight like 180 hairpin turn and it it feels the most like uh, outside of that one time I did that at Talladega, where I went through those corners and it pinned me in, down inside the seat. Yeah, it feels the most like that than anything else I've done. Wow, I think I think you would dig that. I feel like you would dig that last part because it literally feels like you're in a NASCAR. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> if I ever if I ever get there, I will definitely you ever get to Orlando. I recommend test track. Well, they also have a cars ride in California like that. It's very similar. Oh, nice. Yeah. And you're actually racing because you're in, you're in a cars themed thing. So you might actually like that one more. Yeah. If I ever go to either one of them, I'll <laughs> check it out. Um, you're kind of in the middle, aren't you? Definitely right smack dab <laughs> in the middle of both of those two states. So for sure. Um, what about this last one? And we can go take a break. Uh, the Rock will be the Grand Marshal for the Daytona, the Daytona 500. That's pretty cool, I guess. You don't, you don't think so? I don't. No, it is no. I mean, it's definitely cool. I'm just not a Rock fan. I'm not either. But you know, it is. Uh, it is like the biggest name in Hollywood, pretty much. I would rather Taylor Swift. Uh, no, thank you. Um, I'm I'm so glad uh, she made it to the Super Bowl. I'm so glad for her. Me too. Uh, <laughs> Wherever she goes, we go too. So bring on T Swiftle, baby. Swiftle. T Swiftle. There you go. Whatever. I'm over it. <laughs> uh, go Taylor Swift's boyfriend's team. Yay. Exactly. Hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. It's fine. That's, everything's cool. Everything's fine. Uh, honestly, I don't, I don't care about any of that one way or the other. I don't get infuriated when they show her having fun. Right. People that do get infuriated with, with them showing her have fun at a football game is that's really weird. Yeah. And kind of sad and pathetic. Honestly, honestly, um, you get mad cause they show her too much. She's not controlling that. In fact, I think I saw where she mouthed, "Go, please go away." Yes, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like <laughs> I was watching the game, and I they obviously panned on her, and I was like watching her, and I'm like, every time they show her, I'm just like, oh god, there goes, there goes, 
13,000 people on Twitter just mm. being so upset. And then, like, I watched her, and she, like, mouthed, please go or go away, please, or something. I was like, look, she doesn't even want to be on TV. She just wants to be there and support her, just, her people. Yeah. She just wants to watch the game with her family and friends there. Yeah, that's... You know, I mean, yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't understand the hate. I don't understand the fascination of it. Yeah. Honestly, before this this whole tour blew up, I couldn't have gave two craps about Taylor yeah. Swift. I didn't know any of her songs except for like probably one. I think I knew shake it off. Shake it off. Look at yeah. you. And that, well, I only know it because it's in a lot of animated movies. Oh yeah. And I have three kids. Yeah. I think it's actually in sing. I think one of the characters sings that in that movie called sing. And you know, it's better like Taylor Swift, the way that she's handling everything is like way better than Eminem, the rapper from this past weekend. Like he, he was, you know, when Detroit was up by three touchdowns, he was all flipping off everyone and all this stuff and they ended up losing and it's just amazing. So, you know, at least that he's not being rough. obnoxious. Yeah, that was rough. It was. I, I, I don't, I don't have a dog in the fight, but, um, I was <clears throat> I was kind of pulling for Detroit because there's some good Bama players on Detroit, but that was rough. I felt bad for them because they were going to make their first Super Bowl. Yeah, ever. It's just, mm, I felt bad for that. Yeah. But uh, going back to The Rock, yeah, I, I think it's it's a lot of eyes, you know, that, that he's probably going to bring. Yeah. You know, and he's, he's in a lot of news right now. He just – Forgive me, I don't know every little thing he's done with that TKO group that controls WWE now, but all of a sudden he's like in charge of it. Yeah. Or he's got a spot on the board, mm -hmm. you know, and he'll have a say in what gets passed down to WWE as far as what they're allowed to do and what they can, you know, budget-wise spend and things like this. And, you know, that's going to be good for WWE. Yeah. Because he's got that, he's in that world. Yeah, that's his world. So he understands it. it. Isn't like the like Ted Turner would give everything to WCW, but when he was out, the the executives wouldn't do anything for WCW. Right. But now all of a sudden with TKO, yeah, you've got them with the UFC brand, but now you have somebody that's in control that is a wrestling guy, not just a wrestling guy, a WWE guy. Yeah, and has never shied away from WWE. Like, yeah, he doesn't do it as often now because obviously he makes millions and millions of dollars doing other things where he doesn't have to go out there in the ring. But he still comes back occasionally. Yeah. And he still makes dang references to his WWE stuff all the time. You know, he still does interviews about the WWE stuff. He has a whole show called Young Rock. Not anymore. Whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. Is, is that what it's called, though? Young Rock? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I... Um, for some reason, I was thinking I was mixing up with Young Sheldon. Um, <laughs> I love I love that show, Young Sheldon. Yes, King I, I couldn't really get that into it, but I get it. I, I can see it. I just me personally, I couldn't get into it. You know what show I did get into just now though? What's that? I'll tell you what, I'll tell you after the break. All right, all right. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break here. Some uh, hear a few words from a couple of our podcast friends. Uh, before we do that, I want to invite you all to go to skinnymixes.com. Scroll through their inventory. I promise you're going to find something you like. They uh, they have sugar-free coffee syrups and 
alcoholic mixers and also uh, some new flavors coming out. Some of the sour variety for water enhancements. Uh, go check those guys out. A lot of great stuff. We use them every day. Literally, I, I use one every single day for my coffee. I have like four or five different flavors lined up on my counter right now. So I can have different flavors every time I go to make a new cup of coffee. Go check them out. SkinnyMixes.com. Use code MARBLES at checkout. Get 10% off your first order at SkinnyMixes.com. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. Hey, we're live, pal, and we'd love for you to come check out our podcast, Tales from the Estate. Each week, we talk about our top five favorite somethings. My beautiful wife, Caitlin, likes to share all sorts of random facts. Yeah. Did you know that cows have accents? We did now. But we also review all sorts of snacks and other great things. And so if you love everything random, I think you'd enjoy Tales from the Estate. So come check us out. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hi, I'm AJ. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ryan. And we're Three Brews Podcast. We're a show where us three brothers sit down to talk about brews and everything else. Check out our website, threebrewspodcast.com, and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. So have you seen anything about this new Netflix show? No, not yet, but um, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kind of... I'm trying. <laughs> I, I'm trying to find time to set down and actually, you know, watch the first five episodes, but I have not seen any of I it. I think yet. that's all it is. I think it's just five episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're roughly 45 to 50 minutes a piece. Um, I haven't watched them all. I just before we started recording, I watched the first episode. Do you do and, you want to like say what the, the title of the show we're talking about? Oh, yeah, I guess that would be yeah. good. Uh, NASCAR. Ooh. Full. What did I say? Full, full speed. Full speed. Man, my brain isn't working tonight. Yes, NASCAR full speed. I had to look that up before I come up here because I think the title is awful. I, I do too. <laughs> I was like, what is this? NASCAR full speed. I mean, like, it's the most generic thing that I'm always going to forget. Yeah. I'm always going to forget. I'm just calling it the NASCAR Netflix show. Because that I'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If I say NASCAR full speed, I'll almost think it's some video game from 2006 that oh, I didn't yeah. play. You know, yeah. <laughs> NASCAR full speed now on mobile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does kind of. Yeah, NASCAR doesn't it? It's like a it's <laughs> it, it's like the uh, it's like the next mobile NASCAR game. Yeah. Where you where you just swipe left and right to try to avoid cars. You don't even like turn or yeah strategy or anything like that. Full <laughs> speed.
Like, get through the cars in the draft. Go, go. It's only for PC. No, mobile. Oh, mobile. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Only on, only on iPhone, Android. That's funny. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I honestly, I will probably, um, I will probably wait until this weekend. So probably Saturday. Uh, well, I have to work Saturday, so Sunday morning. I will probably binge watch all of them before the clash. That's good. That's cool. That'll get you in a good, uh, good attitude for the clash. Yeah. Um, I will say my I have watched one episode. As of right now, the first episode. I just started the second one, and then you said you were ready to go, so I turned it off. Oh, um, the episode I watched was about twenty three eleven racing, mostly Denny Hamlin. It had some stuff in there with uh, William Byron's, you know, just kind of sprinkled in. Um, they showed a little bit about how he got started, and that was interesting. I didn't know all that about him, so that was that was cool. Um. But yeah, it was it so stood out to me with one line Denny Hamlin said. Oof. He said, like, yeah, I want to win a championship, but you know, if I don't, that's not going to define me as a driver. It's like, oh yes, it is, dude. It's like, like, no, I have 50 trophies in this house from where I won. It's like, okay. But you don't have the championship. <laughs> It's totally going to define you. It defines Mark Martin as a driver. Mark Martin is known as the guy that could not win the championship. Right. That is his stick. He won it a stick, not stick. Um, he won. He finished second, what, like four, five, six times? Yeah. That this is what you will be known for, Denny Hamlin, if you don't win the championship before you retire. You're 42, 43 years old now. If you don't win a championship, you're going to be known as the driver, as the next Mark Martin. Right. This generation's Mark Martin. That's who you will be. Successful, yes. You won't be near as popular, but you know you'll you still have all the success Mark Martin had, but you won't have the championship. Right. That's actually he'll he'll be more successful because Mark Martin never won Daytona 500. That's true. And he's won it three times. Three times. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. So he'll be a more successful Mark Martin, but he'll still be the next Mark Martin. Yeah. So I guess this means that you're not a DH fan yet. Ever? I, I don't I don't think I ever will be. Well. I don't even like 2311 because of him. Yeah. And I don't mind Tyler Reddick. Like I, I kind of dig Tyler Reddick a little bit, but mm-hmm. I don't want him to win because he's with 2311. Yeah. I get it. I I absolutely get it. But Denny Hamlin is someone that you can pick for the championship picks, I guess. If you don't want to get the extra bonus points, yeah, yeah, sure. If if you wanna if you wanna <laughs> risk it, it's funny how I don't I don't know right off the top of my head. There's only 20, 28 people I'm trying to keep track of, but I'm pretty sure nobody's I don't know. I don't, I don't I don't, I don't remember seeing anybody pick Denny Hamlin. <laughs> I don't want to say that because I, I don't. I mean, I guess I have it right here in front of me. Let me, let me. Uh, I really, I don't remember anybody picking Denny Hamlin. Oh no, we did. Uh, let's see, Jessica chose Denny Hamlin. Matt <laughs> Camper chose Denny Hamlin. And well, they, they throwing it all out there. They, they put it all in black. Let's go. You know, they just they putting it all out there. Yeah, it, but the, out of 20, 28 
uh, 29 people, only two, <laughs> which is kind of funny to me. But <laughs> I yeah. bet more people picked Chastain they did Hamlin. Uh, I'm, I have it right here. I know me and Drew did. Uh, Soda, Chastain, Ryan, Drew. That's all I need to know. Yeah. More people picked Chastain to win a championship than Joe. Wow. <laughs> so four people. So that's good. Double. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But speaking of Fantasy Cup, um, we have a new participant. And that makes how many now? 28, you said? 29. 29. 29 wow. people. Uh, Allison Brown, who is the uh, wife of John Brown, who was last year's. He was in the Fantasy Cup last year. He, uh, she is coming on board and kind of – she's, you know uh, – Sorry about the stroke I just had, but yeah, she's <laughs> definitely motivated to win some prizes and possibly a championship. So welcome aboard her. Um, do you want to talk about the all-star race? The little- yeah, we got an idea. Okay. So last year we had enough people. Uh, like It was like 16 people in yeah. total last year, something like that. I think we added one or two as the year went on. But yeah. by the time the all-star came along, usually the all-star race only has about 24 cars in it. Roughly. Yeah. Like 22, 24, something like that. And then you add two from the the uh, the race that they run before. Yes. So you're not going to have 29 people in the All-Star race. That, unless it goes on a <clears throat> crazy tear and everybody wins one race all year long that's never won before. Then you can maybe have something crazy like that happen. But it probably doesn't happen that way. So what we decided to do, I think, and if things change, we might change this a little bit too. The All-Star last year, we did a Fantasy Cup race that did not count for points, but it was surprise only. Yes. And what we did, we didn't let anybody pick a driver. We randomly drew starting positions for the for the main All-Star race, like not the preliminary races that get people in, but the actual main event, the big big race right at the very end. We drew starting positions. Kind of like a Royal Rumble pool. And if you whatever number you got, whoever started that race, when the green flag dropped, what if they were in that position, then you that was your guy. So some people were happy and they got, you know, uh Kyle Bush or Kyle Larson or whoever, and then some people, you know, everybody had their own driver. And then some people were not upset because or not happy because they got a fan vote. You know, somebody got voted in from the fans, which I think was Noah Gregson. Um, so what we're going to do this year, because we're going to have more participants than there are spots in the all-star race. We're going to do the same thing, but we're going to limit the field of fantasy cup participants that can actually be in the all-star race. What that means is we'll, We'll do it like the All-Star Race does. How do you qualify for the All-Star Race? You qualify being a past champion, being a winner of the previous year and the current year. Yeah. And I think past winners of the All-Star Race up to a certain point also qualify. So what we're going to do is our past champions are going to be locked in. That means you and Justin are locked into the all-star race. Yeah, we are. Because we have two past champions. 
everybody else in 2024, you have to win a race to get in. So yeah, I'm so excited about this concept. Like, for the newcomers, for the Boyle Langer boys, all three of them, for Stolen Gimmicks, Joe and Jordan, uh, Allison, uh, you know, everybody. Like, you have to pick a winner. Like, you have to, ran, you know, select one of your drivers that wins that race before the All-Star race so you can participate in the mm-hmm. 2024 All-Star. We could have as little as four people participating. We could have as many as 15 or 20. Mm-hmm. You know, it all depends because, you know, anybody can pick anybody on any given weekend. You know, like if 10 people of our group decide they're going to pick, uh, just throw it out there again. If 10 people in our group decide they're going to pick Kyle Larson one weekend and guess what? Kyle Larson goes out and wins. We just got 10 interests into the also race. Yep. If we still end up having more, we'll have to figure something out. We might have duplicate numbers yeah. drawn and probably uh another drawing to see who actually wins the prize mm-hmm. if one of those duplicate number wins but i'm aiming for it to just be one per so yeah. that's the goal we're we're going to have you guys earn your way into the all-star race this year since it's not going to be a points race it's going to be a prize only race i think that'd be fun a fun thing to keep up with all 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 the way up until uh i guess it's may yeah is when it happens so North Wilkesboro this year too again, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Now so, I'm going to. I ask, think that's a good idea. I think that's fine. I'm going to ask this question because I know Drew Vinsel's going to ask this question. Drew Vinsel, he won the All Star race by selecting Kyle Larson last year. So does that give him an automatic bid, or is Drew Vinsel still has to win in 2024 before the All Star race? Let's allow it. Okay. Let's allow it. I don't want last year's winners to be eligible yet because that will inflate the field. Mm -hmm. I think it should be 2024 winners. But past champions should automatically be in there if they're they're available the next year. And last year's all-star winner. I think you should just go back one year, though. Like, next year we do this, if, if everything goes exactly the way we want to, and next year we're doing the same thing, then... This year's all-star winner will be yes. yes. And there'll be three champions. Maybe, maybe there's a repeat champion. Maybe there's only still only two. And there's still only three locked in guaranteed spots because of it. You know, who knows? But there's potentially four locked in spots for next year's with three champions and one all-star winner. This year there are three locked in spots. I like that idea. You, Justin, and Drew, last year's all-star winner. But until all that happens, uh, we're going to keep on with the show and what we got going on now because we got a race coming up this weekend mm-hmm. for the first time since November. Oh, yes. We have a race, man. I'm so excited. It's I, I found out the length of the track. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's a legit one quarter mile. Wow. That's a you know, small. <laughs> small. <laughs> yeah. That's. Half the size of Martinsville, man. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's super wild to think that like there's going to be 25, was it 25 cars on there? It's ooh, it's going to yeah, be something like that. Yeah, bumping and banging. Um, they also uh, I was I was looking and seeing what kind of banking it was. There's no official anything anywhere 
of what the banking is on this track. But I do know they were testing three different variations when they were building it. Oh. They were testing zero degrees, five degrees, and 10 degrees. So it's got somewhere between zero and 10 degrees of banking. <laughs> Man. I, I would lean five. I'm guessing five. I think it has some banking. I'm thinking it has five degrees. All right. But did you know they used to race in football stadiums way back in the day? Like a long, like in the 50s and stuff? No. Yeah, I saw a, a funny little Facebook meme. It, it keeps going around where you have a, a picture of a football stadium and these old, like, vintage NASCARs, like the old moonshine NASCARs, right? Yeah. And they're racing around this little, you know, dirt track in the middle of this football stadium, right? J exactly like what we're doing this weekend, right? Right. Except that's asphalt, dirt, you know, and it's a different looking uh, aesthetic because it's in a big, massive college football stadium in 2024, as opposed to a football field with some bleachers on each side of it you know, not like a horseshoe football stadium instead of like a full circulated stadium like they have nowadays. But the top picture had the old one and the bottom picture had the new one I think from the exact same angle. Like it showed the front stretch and the stands and cars on the front straightaway. The top picture said, like, we want you to bring back NASCAR to its roots. And then it was a mad, mad smiley, like a mad face. Fight. Yeah. And then the bottom picture had them racing in a football stadium exactly like they did the top one. And they said, no, not like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Another math face. Because nobody's happy about anything. And they, they actually bring back short track racing, quarter mile racetrack in a football stadium like they did in the 50s, 70 something years ago. Nope, not happy. <laughs> yeah. What, how, how do you like the clash? How do you like the. Like, not the clash in general, because it's been to a couple places now. But how do you like this event? Um, I like it, you know, because like with football and pro wrestling, like, you know, you always it's like you have the Royal Rumble. Then you have the AFC championships the next weekend. And then you have the clash. And then you have Super Bowl, Daytona 500, and then after that it's you know a little ways away but it's wrestlemania season so it's i mean i like the kind of the busyness of things and like the clash is just something to kind of whet your appetite type of thing to kind of for the fans to get used to the new car numbers the new drivers the new sponsors the new manufacturers you know stuff like that um i'm just not a huge fan of it being where it is now, the LA Coliseum. I wish I would love for this to be a like a Nashville dirt track or you know, or something like make this the Texas dirt track or something like make this the dirt track race just because it's an exhibition, it's for fun. Leave the all started the way it is, and just if you're gonna make NASCAR have a dirt race, this is I feel like this is what it needs to be. Well, <clears throat> this is the problem with that. NASCAR says this is going to be the first NASCAR shown of the year. This is it. This is this is the green flag for the season. 
Like right. technically, yeah, Daytona is, but this is the first taste that anybody's going to get of NASCAR this year. They want the image to be big and grand. And I don't think anybody will look at NASCAR on the Texas dirt track or Charlotte dirt track or any one of these, you know, dirt tracks like that and say, wow, what a amazing image that is. Look how grand it is. Look how, look how big the sport is. Yeah. Nobody's going to say that, but if they have it inside the LA Coliseum, Los Angeles, you know, it fans all around the track like they, like they will be. That's, that's a pretty cool image. But I also thought Daytona was a fine image. I don't know why we had to move it from Daytona to begin with, personally. But I understand what they're doing with what, what, like where it is and all that. I was that's why I was asking you more. What do you think of the actual building of the racetrack in the football stadium, the aesthetic of the event, all that, that we've had now for three years coming up? I mean. I, I'm just so, by the time February comes around at the end of the day, I don't care. I don't care if it's at Daytona. I don't care if it's at a dirt track or if it's at the LA Coliseum. I'm just so ready for Mm -hmm. any sort of racing or NASCAR to be on my TV screen in my living room where I, you know, like I'm, I don't care. I just, I would think that like if NASCAR really wanted to do the dirt racing thing, this would be the opportunity to do it. Um, but like building, building a racetrack in like on a football field is, it's actually kind of cool. It's, I think it is too. It's really cool. Um, I wish they build it in a football stadium. It's a little closer to where I live, but you know, I mean, that's clear the clear across the country from where I am. And we got plenty of good football stadiums around here where I am. I mean, heck, let's go to Atlanta. Let's build it in that dome. And the dome opens up, you know, so it, I think that would be amazing. But, you know, we're not doing that. Um, yeah, as far as the actual event goes, I miss it being two full weeks at Daytona. You know, I miss being able to watch all the practices, the qualifyings, the clash, the last chance practices, the the duels, and then all the last practices for that, and then practices for the Xfinity and the trucks and the ARCA and all that put together. I miss seeing all these things happening over two weeks' time at Daytona in one spot. But, I mean, I totally get what they're doing and what they're trying. Ultimately, all it when it what it all comes down to, no matter what the track is, no matter how it's laid out, no matter you know what everybody says about it, like just look at the Chicago Street Course last year. No matter what happens all weekend long, and what happens leading up to it, and what people think about the track, and what people complain and fuss and moan and all that about what they're doing, at the end of the day, when the cars get on the track, it's just racing, right? And like that street course, amazing race at the end of it. I was glued to the TV watching those guys race. And with this clash, it's interesting. 
you know, you have some drama. You have a lot of, I think last year, I think we had a lot of, uh, was it last year that we had like a caution every half lap? <laughs> it seemed like it. Yeah. They could, I could do without all that, but I mean, you're the best drivers in the country, right? Some, and some say the world, which I mean, I don't know. You could, I don't know if I can call for me. One driver is the best driver in the world when they let one guy beat them all year long. So yeah. <laughs> hot take there, I guess. But, um, yeah, when it comes down to it, once the race starts, it's all just racing. Yeah. You know, we're just watching them race. That's all it is. Um, we have some questions and I think we can get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. Tales from the estate. Uh, Drew and Caitlin Vinsel had some questions for us. Caitlin's question, who do you think will be the most improved driver in 2024? I bet we have the same answer. I bet we do too. You ready? You want to do it on three? This will never equal out I on know. the podcast <laughs> because we always have some kind of tape delay thing okay. happening. But we'll we'll try. Okay. If you want. All right. One, two, One, three. Ty Gibbs. Ty oh. Gibbs. <laughs> you did that on purpose. Oh, that's did what on purpose? I don't know. What I do on purpose. I I, did... I told you we'd have the same point. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, he did good last year, but he's he's gonna win this year. Yeah, Ty Gibbs is definitely my my pick for that. As soon as like as soon as Caitlin asked the question, I immediately was like Ty Gibbs. That's the only one really I can think of. Like, I think Legacy will improve. Like I've been saying that, but they're not. It's not gonna be like Ty Gibbs could win two or three races. Improve. Yeah. I mean, he, there's no reason why he wouldn't other than him just still being a rookie. But he doesn't drive like a rookie. Right. He drives like somebody that's smart and taking their time, and he's learning. It's a completely different driver than he was in the Xfinity Series the year before. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that dude at the end of the season last year at Martinsville, that's not the Ty Gibbs that, that ran Cup last year. That's Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I figured you'd have that answer. Anyway, what's next? Yes, Drew Vinsel uh, had a question for us as well. Uh, his question is, what are you most excited for the upcoming NASCAR season? Um, I said that wrong, but you, you get the yes. I'm yeah. going to say I am mostly excited for the Fantasy Cup. I am so excited because I've, I've had my drivers locked in for like a two months now three months now i am more confident now than i was when i was creating my driver's list i'm i you know i'm learning very quickly that i need to stop trying to like i'm gonna win the championship and and then i i have a season like i did last season where i only win one race and that was just pretty much a fluke um i'm i'm extremely extremely confident that this year I I'm going to win the 2024 in the Marbles Fantasy Cup Series Championship, like 100. So uh, I'm very excited about that. I'm excited for all the new diecasts that I'm gonna I'm gonna order because of that. Um, and I'm excited to spend some quality time with this new in the Marbles Fantasy Cup Series Championship belt as well. I'm gonna be really obnoxious with it. So. I'm really excited about it. 
If we can get people to send some money in. Uh, John Brown actually sent me the uh, 10 bucks. So, okay. Well, that, that brings us up to, I think, between you, Drew, me and my wife, Nicole, and the others that have sent in, I think that brings us up to about a hundred dollars. I have to double check, but it's, it's, it's about a hundred dollars out of two forty that we need. Yeah. So if you guys are interested, I'll say it again. If you guys are, you, it's not required. Yeah. And I, but I also don't want to have to rely on the people that say that they'll put in more money. Cause I don't think that's fair. It, Obviously, we got so many people in now that we don't need everybody to send in ten dollars. Yeah, to get the I think two forty is what we were quoted. Yeah, um, but any extra would just go to the prizes, the prize pool anyway. Yeah, you know. So if I have it all listed out, who has sent money? Not going to go through the names because that's nobody's business, and I, that's, they don't. That doesn't matter. Right. If you have sent money towards the belt, thank you so much. If you are still wanting or you're thinking about it, this is how you can do it. It's $10 per person. PayPal. PayPal me directly. Dunlap Racing 53 at yahoo.com. D U N L A P Racing 53 at yahoo.com. That's my direct PayPal. Uh, I have a, I have it all listed out on who sent what and how much we have going. <clears throat> we're, we're making a little headway, just not as fast as I kind of would hope, hoped it would be. But maybe as the season starts, more people will start paying attention to it a little bit more and be like, you know, that would be, that would be a really fun idea. We'll keep posting it on the different sites and stuff too. Yeah. But yeah, as if, if we can start getting some momentum rolling with that, or we don't have to rely on some people putting in extra. Because I really don't want to do that to somebody. I wish, I hope we can all just kind of put an equal amount and um, get a championship belt for the champion to hold for a year. I think that'd be a pretty cool thing. Yeah, 100%. I, I agree. But you know what I'm looking forward to in 2024? What's that? Um, Buying a lot of bush beer. Oh, I bet you are, pal. <laughs> I'm looking forward to a watermelon bush beer. Mm. That's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, look, I haven't had a favorite driver that's had a beer sponsor in a long time. They have the best merch. The beer sponsor drivers have the best merch, period. They get commemorative uh, beer cans. They get, they get like the light up bar signs and things like that. They get like inflatable cars that go over like displays they they get like the stand-ups of them holding a bush can or something like that oh I, i've had all this stuff with rusty i've had the pull string uh pontiac uh i guess it was i'm putting my hands out like you can see it i guess it was probably about five feet wide a light up bar sign that was his car that just hung on the wall and a little pull string under it and you could just click the light on i've had the blow up miller light car that was probably about four feet, four feet long. Yeah. You know, I've had the stand up. I, they have the best merch and their cars look the best too. Huh? Okay. I, I would love to get that a uh, 124 scale Ross. Yeah. The, the Bush car that just come out. 
That's uh, yeah. That, that's like the only 124 scale right now that's on my list. Honestly, are you gonna get the uh, premier edition? No. <laughs> Heck no. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I would probably just get the the cheapest 124 scale. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. There's no need for me to spend 120 dollars or more on a on a diecast. Oh, I don't have to do that. Yeah, I I don't have to do that. I can, <laughs> I can get the normal one. Yeah, there you go. Honestly, if they offer a ten dollar one at Walmart, I'd get that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess it'd be twenty nowadays. Yeah, but before we go, uh, unless you have anything else, no, I'm good. Yeah, I think we're good. Uh, before we go, I do want to run down what we can expect this weekend. We have a race this weekend, guys. Yes. It's a non-points race for the Fantasy Cup. Don't worry about making any picks, but you can practice. Yeah. You can definitely practice. Do it your own way. I don't want to hear about it. Um, it's at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. It's called The Clash. Saturday, they are actually going to um, allow like people to come in for free and watch all the events there at the stadium. But televised... You're going to have uh, cup practice. This is on Eastern times here. On FS1, you're going to have cup practice at 610. And at 8.30 p.m. Saturday night, you're going to have heat races for the cup series. 25 laps each. I don't know how many there are. I'm guessing there's going to be four. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunday... At 4.30 p.m. on FS1, you're actually going to have the NASCAR Mexico Series race a 150-lap race on Fox. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I mixed those two together. That's the tweet. Bob Hawker should not do a good job on this tweet. Um, FS1 is a Mexico race at 150 laps. I've never seen a NASCAR Mexico race. Yeah, I have. So I'm look, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think Daniel Suarez is in it, too, isn't he? Yes, he is. That's neat. That's cool. Um, and on Fox, your last chance qualifying race for the Clash is a 75-lap race for the people that didn't make it with the heat races. That comes on at 640. Now, I say all these times are Eastern. And then at 8 o'clock on Fox is the main cup race, the Clash, for all the people that qualify for it. Two 75-lap segments, it looks like. So that's your lineup. FS1 and Fox all weekend. It looks like everything happens in the evening and the night. That means I'll get to watch it all. <laughs> I'm not going to watch any of it because I will be getting ready for work. You'll get to watch some of it. I See, I, I can't do that, though. Like, because if you, I start yeah, watching it, it, tape yeah, it and watch it later. Yeah, if I start watching it, I, I want to finish watching it before going to work. And sometimes it, if it bleeds over, then... I'm going to be late to work and I'm in a position where I can't do that right now. So, <laughs> so I will just have to record it and watch it later. Yeah. That this shows our, um, our, uh, age difference right then. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. I, I said, tape it and you said, record it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That shows our age difference right there. I still say tape it. I still tape things. I don't record things. I don't press the record button. I tape them because in my day, you put a dang VHS into a VCR and you set the time where it would record it. I say record it now, but it would, it would tape it off the TV. 
and you'd have your tape. Oh wow. That's what I that's what I said. Oh wow. You said record. Yeah. Yeah, you just push a button now. Like well, you could just push a button in, but you have the VHS in it. Yeah, that's wild. Like you have to have room on your DVR. You have to have a place to put the recording. Yeah. They just taped it. Man. <laughs> I miss the days of VHS. It was such a simpler time. Oh. <laughs> I don't I mean VHS sounds like something on uh, like a TV channel. You know, I think I heard this. The last VHS to be released was a Star Wars movie. Oh, okay. I think it was one of the prequels. I don't know which one it was. It wasn't one. I want to say it was part three. I want to say it was uh, Revenge of the Sith. I want to say. Okay. It was one of them. It was one of those. It's, it was. It's a neat. It's a neat thing considering that you would think Star Wars and that whole Lucasfilm thing would be on the front of all the technology, but they were the last ones to release an outdated medium. Yeah. That's kind of neat. Neat thing. Anyway, we need to get out of here and going off on a tangent. It's going to cost another 20, 30 minutes of talking. Um, I want to give a shout out to the podcast drafting partners. I forgot what I was saying for a minute. Fully Puzzle Wrestling Figure Podcast and uh, also the Trump Wrestling History Podcast. Just, um, I hate that I can't go to their Fig Life meetup. You know, they, you know, Jeff, I'm calling you out. You said it was the third annual Fig Life meetup. I know for a fact I was at one in 2018. You ain't had one ever since. And it's been more than three years. You had one in 18, 19, but you hadn't had one since. Mm. <laughs> there ain't nothing annual about this. <laughs> it's, it's the third time, sure, but not. Ain't nothing annual about it. Man, we did an omission. You you doing an omission, Jeff? Man, you're out for blood tonight. <laughs> My goodness. All right, I like feisty well, soda. We we screwed up. I've I've screwed up so much on the show, dude. <laughs> I can't tell you who all I said won the first race and won the first championship because I think I got them mixed up, and I think I was wrong on a couple of them. Like I know Red Byron won something first. And I said somebody else did something first, and I forgot his name now. I've screwed up so much, and nobody's called me out on it, you know, because so, I don't think anybody else knows either. Um, also, Positive Pro Wrestling Podcast. Go check those guys out. They just, I think they just did a show on the Royal Rumble in 1993, mm -hmm. which Yokozuna won. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you, if you care to be spoiled from a, 20 uh 30 i'm so caught 31 year old royal rumble not 21 lord i'm getting old um howling with the wolf with jason wolf and also his chop shop great stuff always great stuff with him um like i always say i wish i could jump in more on it but it's just a time where i can't right now but i highly recommend everybody go check out his artwork commission him for something anything uh, whether it be a custom figure or a new piece of art, all that. It's just, he's, he's such a great artist. Mm -hmm. Um, that's Disney. Also, they just come back from the, um, festival of the arts is what they call it. Where around Epcot, they have all these different art booths and different, uh, food booths. And you try all these really unique, uh, artistic, 
um, foods and activities and pick up some Disney prints from these artists from all around the world for yourself to bring back home. A really, really neat festival. We got to do it last year. And really, you know, they just put out a video. They just put out a video, um, 42 minutes long or so, of them walking nice. around the uh, festival. And it was really cool. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of Anthony and his wife, Nicole, um, I, I so I kind of did us a favor. So I reached out to him. I sent him a message. <laughs> And I said, hey, Anthony, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> you know, the, the pleasantries. And I told him that we we plug him and his, you know, YouTube channel and stuff every single every single episode. But we don't quite know how to pronounce his last name. So I, I asked him, hey, if you're if you're not busy, if it's not too much trouble, can you help us solve this mystery? So I'm I have a video that I'm going to play for you. And yeah. You're doing this right after I actually said it right. Well, I don't know. The very first time. Let's let's see. Like, I didn't even stutter over it. I just spouted it out and I said it right the first time ever. I'm not sure if you did. Hang on. Let's. Stefano's Disney. Stefano. I don't think that's how it is. So let's uh, let's just let's send it over to our friend Anthony for a uh, clarification. <laughs> What's going on, Soda? It's Anthony. I'm live at Epcot because you know the Stefano's Disney, the Stefano, the Stefano. A lot of people say that's Stefano. Some say the Stefano, the Stefano. Stefano's Disney. <laughs> Thanks for the shout out, brother. See you soon. You, woo! You were saying it wrong too. I know I was. That's you why were saying that. That's the Stefano. So 90% of the words that I say, I mispronounce it. I mean, that's not that big of a... <laughs> so, I I already Stephano's forgot. Disney. The Stefano. The Stefano's Disney. The Stefano? He said the Stefano. Do you want me to replay it? No, he said the Stefano's Disney. Okay. That's what he said. The Stefano's Disney. All right. I will never remember that for next week. I know. Because I will not say it for a whole week until we record. I'll be like, yeah, that Disney show. I well, will not know. Well, uh, thankfully, I just, I just did you that, that video on your Facebook. So now you have <laughs> that video and you can refer to it before we record next episode. So I'll just cut out him saying the word <laughs> and I'll just put it in there and I, and I'll just, I'll just, yeah. anytime I go to say it, he'll just, it'll just be him saying it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he recorded that from Epcot too. That's pretty cool. Yes, he did. Yeah. You could hear all the commotion in the background. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and I spent 15 minutes on <laughs> this. Uh, well, I say, I can't say it. I'm done. Who you got, Ethan? Oh, I think you and I are both going to have a lot of trouble with that. Um, so <laughs> uh, first up, as always, gosh dang it, I'm trying so hard to break my habit of doing that. Uh, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Hopefully, we'll be back soon. I actually had a really weird dream about Brian Breaker today. Hmm. All right. Saturday morning rumble wheel with Brian Breaker <laughs> and Daniel Cross. I was waiting on it, but you didn't say anything. Nah, really. it's good, man. It's not weird. It's it's not weird by any means, but it's just it's weird. It's Dude, weird. You're in my dreams. Anyway, I actually texted him right before, right before we started. And I texted him. And I was like, "Hey, Bray, hey Breaker, um, just to let you know, I had a really weird dream about you, and I left it as that." 
normally I hate it when people do that because you're just like, dude, why would you tell me and not send me the message? Like, tell me what's in the, you know, tell me what happened. So uh, I'm going to see if he like responds. And then if he doesn't, then awesome. Then if he, if he does, well, then I'm going to tell him. But it's <laughs> it's really weird. Um, <laughs> Saturday morning Rumble Wheel with Brian Breaker and Daniel Cross. Check out TV Toycast with Brian Breaker and Jeff Toon filling in for our friend Travis Fowler. Go listen to the archives of you know it's you know it's fake right where Soda and I both were special guests. It is on sabbatical, but go listen to No Holds Barred with Bill Benis and go check out Bill's new book Shoot Ya: Tales of a Pro Wrestling Veteran. Also, Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Joe and Jordan. They're both in the Fantasy Cup, so they better be shifting into gear on NASCAR so that it can be ready for the Fantasy Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, you heard their commercial earlier. Go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin with cameos from Rocco and Cole. They're both in our Fantasy Cup as well. As you heard the commercial for Three Brutus Podcast with AJ, Ty, and Ryan. Don't forget to check out here in a couple weeks Pit Stops and Pints segment where I will be on to chat all things NASCAR, answering questions, talking Fantasy Cup, and reviewing the next week's race. That's not going to start until, I think, the week of the Daytona 500. And that's all I got. Well, uh, thank you everybody for listening to this week's show. If you would please rate and review and follow us on all the social media platforms, X and Instagram at in the Marvels pod. And you can also find us on Facebook and you can email the show any questions or comments or anything at in the Marvels pod at gmail.com. What is where you can find our shirts for now. Uh, search by store tab, scroll down to in the Marvels and you can find our designs there. Skinny If you use the code Marvels at checkout, you get 10% off your first order. Also, if you want to contribute to the belt for the Fantasy Cup, Dunlap Racing 53 at yahoo.com is the PayPal. $10 per person. D U N L A P Racing 53 at yahoo.com. And before we get out of here, you got anything you want to add? Di Stefano. <laughs> Di Stefano Disney. Got it. Yes. Got it. As always, sure. peace, love, and all of the above. And we'll see you next time in the marbles.